adventure through a wasteland twisted by dark magic, undead monsters, and contagious insanity where life and death are no longer opposites, but a spectrum of cruelties. Emerging from the dregs, an old king makes one final attempt to save his realm. Today's episode is brought to you by the newest project of Lee Ellis, author of the Kill Dash series, God Blood is a grim, dark short story with the audio runtime of two hours available on Audible and a digital print available for those that prefer reading. This exciting adventure is available now. But parents beware, it's not for the faint of heart. Stay tuned after the episode for an exclusive audio clip of God Blood. Welcome to The Nerdy Old Men Podcast. The greatest nerd, geek, and pop culture podcast in history. With your host, Redneck Wes. He keeps screwing up, people. And that old bald man, Chad. Come on, man. This is a fun place. Don't be it. Hey, everybody. Hey, all you awesome nerds. We're back. We're back. Chad's going to let the music play well, a little sure. bit sure. I didn't realize how long our intro was. It can be very long if we want it to be. <laughs> yeah, we're back this week. Sorry about last week, guys. We had a family, I don't know. Emer- I think family happened. emergency. Yeah, things so. happen. Things happen. But we are back. But, you know, for full disclosure, Dad is home and doing well. So. Yes. Yes. We're really, we're really, really glad about that. So, yay for the Redneck Dad. So. But, yeah, man, um, we're back. I, I hope uh, folks out there may have went and listened to some older episodes. And, Get uh, caught up on all the nerdiness that is yeah. our show. You know, I was thinking it's funny. Uh, we um, uh, we just sat down here and I was like, well, again, as always, I was like, What's we gonna, what are we going to talk about? Full disclosure. Like, I don't really know. And it's funny because I've talked to other uh, podcasters and stuff, and they have like a, you know, pre-show meetings, and they put all this stuff. And, you know, we tried that once upon a time, and that's just boring. And well, I think it just works we will, better. We will throw like 50 <laughs> ideals out and Chad will look at me and be like, so those are all good. Write those down. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go with and that. And then he's like, two weeks later, hey man, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, hang on, let me get my folder here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but speaking of papers, the breaking news. Well, not really breaking news. But uh, so uh, it's... Uh, we're disclosure again. It's actually Thursday night that we're recording. It's Thursday, right? Yes, Thursday night we're that we're tired. recording, <laughs> where we normally record on Friday mornings. Uh, but the reason we're doing that is because uh, my con season yes, has upon yes, us. My, my adult child Abby and I are going to uh, drive up to Lexington Comic Con on the morrow morning, Friday, and because she wants to meet uh, the guy from Blues Clues. Which is pretty Steve. cool, Steve, and and we're gonna take a uh, 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 Redneck West brought us uh, a T-shirt and a hat from the Real Men Podcast. By the way, if you want any of those, we can hook you up. We have and, them available. Uh, yes, you know you got all the other shirts and things like that on, on Teespring, but we can get you these, um, you know, in person and things like that. We've got the hats. So, but anyway, we're gonna take those to uh, David Del Rocco, or buddy from the Boondock Saints and many other films. He's, he's gonna he's gonna be up there. So Wes shot him a text and was like, "Hey, what kind of what size shirt you wear?" And uh, he told us, "So uh, I'm gonna take it up there to him and present it to him and things like that because he he's an awesome dude." So if you haven't listened to that episode with him, you, need to, you gotta right. go you gotta go back and listen to that one. That man. episode did not go the way I thought it was gonna go. Yeah, it, we honestly had to get him to to stop talking. Dude, we were we were having a ball. Oh, with I was Tom having football. a great that was a great time with him, man. But and, it was uh, like I was like. Oh, we're not talking about like making movies at all. We're talking about like no, college it changed, football. It changed completely. <laughs> but it, you know, it, if but if I think you, our fans know. Anybody yeah. that listens to this show knows that it never goes to plan. No, but if you don't know, if you don't know David L. Rocco, <laughs> I, you just stop listening to the episode right now and go put in Boondock Saints or any of his other films. I, I really liked uh, Five Seconds to Your Dead. Five Seconds to Your Dead. Is I thought that one. was yeah. a good little... So, you know, go and do that, man, because that guy is awesome and follows social media and things like that. But we're going we're gonna to go up and see him tomorrow, so that'd be really awesome. Um, <clears throat> man, what, what's been going on with you, dude? Uh, well, I mean, Dad was in, in the hospital last week, so we mainly dealt with that. It was just kind of crazy at work, still yeah. crazy at work. Yeah, um, but. Yeah. Uh, I get to go to Chattanooga this weekend. I don't get to go to Lexington to the Comic Con. I get to go to uh, uh, 
a cheerleading competition. Oh, wait a minute, though. That's that's good. Though. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, uh, it's, so it's girls, good to yeah. see anything your kids doing. Yeah, you, know? you try not to miss anything. Uh, <clears throat> and so far, I think I've only missed one thing. So Yeah, that's cool. Um, but it's... You know, Isabel's excited about that. So yeah. um, the other one not excited about it. Well, Kaylee decided not to cheer this year. Oh, she, okay. She didn't. She, she, didn't okay. she didn't really enjoy competitive cheer. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Isabel, fair. Isabel loved it. So that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but she's really excited because they have Dippin' Dots there, and she'll be the first one to get Dippin' Dots. Well, okay. And there's a pool at the at the hotel. So yeah, there you go. Well, to it's get to go just, it's brilliant. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, we're going to get a D&D game going again pretty soon, you know. Yeah, so uh, awesome. but now I did see that, um, you know, Playmates is bringing back uh, sometime this spring the uh, Ninja Turtle action figures, <coughs> like the original really? ones. Like no we had, joke. Like from the uh, late 80s, early 90s there. Yep, that'll uh, be cool. And they did a little bit of redesign on them where they actually have the uh, a storage compartment in the shell, it opens up. Really? So all the little weapons that weapons you had stuff that you can lost go in there? Oh, can go brilliant. in there. So. That's brilliant. Uh, but it's the same figures <clears throat> and stuff. So I was uh, scrolling Instagram yeah, and saw that. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. So That's cool. Any anybody that collects toys, looking at you, toy, toy my parents. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something else you need to get. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You know, I would. You were busy, so I can't take you to to Lexington. I asked uh, me, Michelle J. He couldn't go either. I asked uh, uh, Terrence also, and he can't go. So me Man, and, being me an and Abby adult will go. Sucks. Yeah, me and Abby are gonna go. By golly. Um, <clears throat> another thing, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie comes out this weekend, right? Uh, the thirtieth. Oh, okay. It's later in the. I thought okay. So it's uh, next weekend. They've been advertising a lot. I think there's some pre showings. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. We need to get the game together have to, you seen to go watch it. I, I saw this on somebody's feed but apparently um some movie theaters have got a popcorn bucket uh-huh. that is a giant d20 like no. the top opens up no i'm like oh. we're in the hometown of regal corporation Surely i don't know what they got somewhere if, if somebody knows what <clears throat> regal cinemas I think some. I think at least one of our fans works at Regal, so um, so <laughs> maybe you could give us a shout out and see what's up. If you up. can tell us like what the the giveaway, or well, I don't kind of give it. It's not a giveaway, but it's uh, it's just a promotional yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if anybody knows where we can get it, it, the one the person that was doing this said it was like Cinemarks, and I don't know if that's an exclusive to that yeah, I don't know. chain. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I don't know <laughs> if there's any in the Greater Knoxville area. But if anybody can get their hands on this giant popcorn or bucket, let us know D20. Where, where it comes from. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good candy bowl for D and D night. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking like you, you know, there's going to be some uh, dice goblins that are going to be like, "Hey, man, I need to borrow a D20 here," and they yeah, open it up yeah. and it's like full of like dice. <laughs> it'd be like right. a, it'd be a really neat dice bucket. Uh, somebody had actually said that they were going to use it for uh, death saves. And like, have you rolled on the ground? <laughs> I've got my big death saves. Uh, uh, I mean, company this, death saves. Yeah, I mean, that'd so be cool. I have to look. If anybody can up. find out how to get us one of those, or, or a couple of, we can try to go. Yeah, uh, uh, of the giant. I'm interested in that movie. I think it might be pretty cool. I mean, uh, I think it's. I think there's going to be some comedy in, but there should be some comedy. Well, in D&D. Um, there should be. And like the first thing I saw, I was kind of like, oh gosh, please don't. You know, because they did D and D movies. Uh, like twice or, before, I think at least. I know Courtney Solomon did the one that had. Um, Is that the Damon Wayans one? Yes. Okay. Um, and I mean, I liked it, but wasn't bad. You know, wasn't I was bad. like, it's not really what I. And then like they they did the um, like made for TV kind of movie yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a better story. Yeah. It's just the special yeah. effects and everything. This one looks pretty neat. Um, but what I've <clears throat> early. Things that I've heard about it is everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be really good. Really? So I, I, it's one of those things I don't want to get my expectations no, up. No, I, I don't want to. Now, some of the scenes they've shown are pretty cool. Like they're in like an arena with the gelatinous cube. Yeah. It, but the displacer beast is coming at them. Yeah. So they choose to jump into the gelatinous cube instead of taking the displacer beast head on, which is neat. I mean, it's like a neat decision that would happen in D&D. Yeah, I know. But it, is it a wise decision? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe not. I, who knows? But so. now, it, one scene, it, it looked like they were in a maze. 
the original and the original cartoon, cartoon cast yes. was they were in the background. So yep. I'm wondering, you know, I think they've. I also saw something else. I don't know if it's a it was fan made or, or what, but um, that crew and I'm looking at the figures I've got over here, the new ones. Um, they they open a chest and Bobby gets out a a, a big bat or something. It, like well, that. He yeah. gets out it or an axe, or something an like axe. that. Yeah, that's what it is. I guess he's upgrading from the bat, which would be cool. No, the club right? was for the club. club. It'd be neat though wait, if it was, you when know. you like when they did the uh, when they re- when they released the uh, the DVC, DVD DVDs. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. <laughs> the DVDs. Yep, yep, yep. They had stats. On all the weapons. Yes, yes, yes. Which... Yeah, I've got that DVD set. Uh, do not add up to what they were doing with them in the show. No, no, no. Because uh, I've never seen a plus, plus two shield bashing be able to do what Eric's... Yeah, but, you did. know, it's a cartoon. But I am looking forward to this movie. I think it's going to be cool. Um, I hope that it is, but... I, I hope it is, too. Um, it looks like it's, it's being made for the... You know the more modern D and D. It's a five E. Well, there's a tiefling in it, and and things like that, or that I at least I think that's a tiefling that I saw. But but anyway, point is, I think it'd be cool, especially it, they're going to do the cameo with the with the kids from the cartoon. I think yeah. that's pretty awesome. So, I'm looking forward to that too. Um, been playing Legion as always. Uh, 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 I started playing with some Moff Gideon and some Dark Troopers. I like that a lot. The Moth is a bad dude in this game. He really, really is. He cares not to go toe-to-toe with a uh, with a Force user. Doesn't care. Is he but wielding dark saber? He's wielding dark. Well, if you put it on him, and I always put it on him, but normally they're, um, you know, like... Are, old, are like you a, putting the Walter White uh, meth with him as well? <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but he's got, you know, it, it's so like, like I was, uh, the first match I played with him, I played Mitch, and, and Mitch had um, Obi-Wan, and I went toe to toe with. Obi-Wan. Please tell me he said hello there. <laughs> I, no, but the thing about it is, he ended. Up, they ended up killing him off, um, but I ended up winning in the back end because I played this stupid two ATST ridiculous list. But anyway, point is, um, the big thing about lightsabers is they have Pierce, which will negate your blocks. Okay, that's the big thing. That's why they just crush people, right? Well, when Moff has the dark saber, he's immune to Pierce. So he just has to block, which you may or may not block. I rolled pretty hot, but the thing is, is like anybody else that goes toe to toe that's not a force user with a force user is freaking dead. It's just what's well, it's, just it's dead. the hallway scene with right. Vader, yeah, you know, where he's just right. but, mowing but people the, down. But the moth is is a bad dude, <laughs> which I think is pretty darn awesome. But uh, so I've been doing that, and and I'm excited because the actor that plays him is going to be at Fanboy. He is. And I'm either going to get um, my card that I use to play the game signed by him, or this poster that come with the miniature. So probably, I think that'd be really fun. It would be neat. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean that's pretty much what's going on, you know. Uh, but uh, so, what are we gonna yap about today? Well, this was this was the you know the ten second, obviously yes yes pre uh, show meeting uh, that we had, but you know. <laughs> uh, being children of the 80s, you know, we grew up in the greatest decade of Obviously, all time. absolutely. And uh, we had a lot of great cartoons. Yes. The best. Well, and, and TV cartoons. shows and TV shows in and general. TV shows too, yeah. But I was like, you know, there was a lot of, like, sidekicks. Yep. You know, like, you had, like, your main hero, you know, He-Man. Yeah, Battle Cat. Yep. You could argue Orko. Yep. And it's like... Who were the best sidekicks to have? <laughs> all right, all right, so I was right. like, I don't know how this will go. Don't know if anybody will listen. Hope you do. Yep. And if you've got any thoughts or suggestions or comments, yeah, let us know. Let us know. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think Chad still does Twitter. I don't know. It's there. Twitter. Nobody a, uses it. Twitter's a scary so, place. So I, was, I just stayed away from yeah, it. Facebook and Instagram. You should. I was actually. <laughs> You mean I got a platform to talk to everybody in a hot mic? Oh, my. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll start with Masters of the Universe, man. Um, you know, I The mean, fact that He-Man is man-at-arms sidekick is great. I love that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is interesting because you could look at it different ways. Yes. Yeah, He-Man is the main character, right? Mm-hmm. But is he really calling all the shots? No, I don't think he is. Well, I mean, you could argue. You I could argue think that Duncan's He-Man, calling a lot of the shots. Well, there's because you know he is the father figure because King Grandor yes, yeah, right. in the in the animated show King Grandor kind of like Adam's an idiot, you know, yeah, right? And Man at Arms is kind of like 
I know you got to play dumb, kid. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So he's more of the fatherly figure. Yeah. But he does, you know, like when they're, you know, like when there's something going on, you know, man in arms is like, hey, you need to do this. You know, he man, go mm-hmm. do that. And, yep. Uh, but you could argue that the sorceress, like he man, is the sorceress's sidekick. That's true. Because she's there, always <clears throat> he man. There's trouble at Grayskull. Yes, there are <laughs> more. There are more characters sort of calling to shots than he man. Mm-hmm. He man's the hammer. Absolutely, he's the hammer. The uh, there are other people holding the hammer, but he is the hammer. And I really truly think that. And and <clears throat> you know, I mean, I've been a Masters fan forever, and I'm, I, I never would have noticed. Yeah, you know, but uh, he's never been my favorite character. I mean, I don't even think as a kid he was my favorite character. I liked him, right? I think um, we all liked He Man because you know, well, I mean, he's the we, guy. We, yeah, we all wanted yeah. to be He Man. Yeah, he's know? the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. But Man Arms <clears throat> was always so cool Man, to me, and I think Man Arms is the best Mondo figure that there Absolutely. is. Absolutely, he's he's bad um, to the bone. But you know, but there are other people calling the shots. Duncan Man Arms calling the shots. Sorcerer's calling. You're right. You're right. I I might even say, well, in the cartoon. Orko is sort of comic relief. Well, he was he was put in for the kids. Yeah. Now, Revelation series, the new one mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix by Kevin Smith. Um, I think Orko is a lot more powerful. He got he got he, an upgrade. He's other. I mean, he still has a kind of a squeaky voice, right? But he's still, but he's a lot scarier. Well, he's more his, powerful. His magic <clears throat> works better. It works. And like the, well, there's times the he's still way. yes, it, yeah, it there is. Up but on he's him. but he's he's in, in the filmation one. It was it was always wrong, and he just kind of bumbled into it. Working yeah, he was correctly. A, well, he was a court jester that yeah. could use magic. Um, <laughs> so. But you know, because if you look at it, you're like, well, he man's the main character. You've got Battle Cat as a psychic, which would you know, and I'm I'm a dog uh, guy. Oh, well, Battle Cat's awesome. But Battle Cat's freaking awesome, <laughs> and I can't wait to get the Battle Cat from Mondo. It's the size of a house cat. I was about to say. I have no idea where I'm putting it. I've already, under I, He-Man? I've already I, I pre-ordered it. I, I, I own it. It's just not here yet. I have no idea where it's going to go, but I will find a place. Uh, um, you, you need What you should do is get like a little scratching post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But, um, you know, let's look on the other side of that. We talked about the heroic warriors. Let's look at the evil ones. Skeletor. The well, evil ones. No, I, I think it's evil, the same thing. Evil I think Evil Lynn's calling the shots. I was going to say, Skeletor has got a lot of people that... He's the mouth. Where He-Man might be he's the, the muscle, hammer, yeah. the muscle or whatever. Skeletor's the mouth of it all. I mean, how much is he really doing? I don't know. It, it, the... The filmation Skeletor is OP as I'll get at. He is okay. He would he would that. point and like laser rays are coming yeah, out of his fingers. That's true. That's true. But like Evil Lynn was the only one that was competent. Yep, yeah. she was the only because one. Because traditionally, you look at it, and even even up here on my top shelf, I've got Beast Man with uh, Skeletor. With Skeletor, and you know he's got Panther, but Panther is not the same. As Battle Cat, Panther was wasn't the same as Battle Cat. It was you didn't, you didn't get that. He was more of an accessory because yep. you He Man yep. had it. Skeletor has to yep. have it. Yep, yep. Because if you notice a lot of the toys, you know yeah. it was it mirrored. Yeah, it was mirrored. Uh, but Evil Lynn is. I mean, she's running the shots. Skeletor is the sidekick. I because you know on the other side you you've got Tila. Yeah, and she wasn't really a sidekick, but she wasn't calling the shots the way the Sorceress was. Right. You know. Now in the in but the, she she was. She was on par with He Man. Yep, I'll argue oh, that yeah, point yeah, yeah. all day That's, long. Yeah, absolutely, because you know, yeah. she she was competent warrior. Yeah, she was captain of the guards. I, I you know actually she was a little bit sharper. I think on, on things like that. I mean, He Man was still the hammer. Well, He Man was like he was sharper. He, he, he was, was smarter, right? But he's still the hammer. I think she's well. His, his you know is, it's always going to be brute force. Yeah, you know, for him. Yeah, when, when yep. you're the strongest man in the universe, absolutely. That's kind of your stick. Yep. Uh, but she was very tactical and very you know she was like her father. Mm-hmm. Um. But Evil Lynn was she was the only one that would have plans yeah. that would but now, work right. And I think they I think Kevin Smith actually expanded on that in the Revelations where she's really. Really, she is awesome. A, she is a lot more. I hate to say conniving, but she's she's plotting to take over from but, Skeletor. But they make. But but you see why? Yeah, 
it that cartoon's a much more adult cartoon. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and and she's treated an awful lot like an abused. She's it's partner. an abusive relationship. It's an abusive yeah. relationship, and she's looking for a way out, but not just a way out, a way up. And I, but even back to the filmation, we're jumping around. But back to the filmation, I, I still think she's running the show because she's smart. And everybody else on the bad guy side is dumb. Well, it's like, <laughs> They're it, all stupid. It's like Skeletor is more powerful than her, but, but he's, he's stupid. Not, he's not. <laughs> he's dumb. <laughs> and, I, and I love him. I love Skeletor, but he's stupid. <laughs> I have Skeletor socks I wear to work sometimes, but but, I, but know, he's an idiot. Well, I think they I think they had to do that for the cartoon because Obviously, if you yeah. if you look at like the comics, he's a lot more. Well, if you look at the lore. Oh yeah, he's, he's a lot more wicked. I mean, you know, I mean, Keldor, and 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 tries to become typically like what liches do. Yeah, tries to become more powerful and ends up jacking himself up. Yeah. you know, I mean, the the I go back to the Mondo, and they're not a sponsor, but the Mondo figure of Keldor. If Mondo wants to be a sponsor, yeah, that's true. With we the will. Mondo figure of Keldor, you can see the other head mm-hmm. where he's burning the skin off. Is it's sick? It's awesome. But anyway. I think that, and that's an interesting thing just to jump into the Masters of the Universe. When you, when you first look at her when we were kids, I guess you look at it and go, yeah, He-Man, Skeletor, they're running Well, they're everything. the two main. But they're not really running everything. And, oh. I, and I would argue, and I agree with you, that the other ones are the, are the, oh, absolutely. Uh, are the act, they are the sidekick to them. So let's go to something else. Well, one, one of the shows that I really liked, and I, I, I wish this one would get like an adult reboot like you know, like a modern take, uh, was Brave Star. You've talked a lot about Brave Star. Brave Star and was I cool. I did not have any. I didn't recolle- have any of the recollection. Ex- well, I don't have any any recollection of any really? experience with it at all. I just think it was something I didn't watch. I, I loved the cartoon. It was a western, like right, basically western it was, space kind of it a thing. Was a, sort of. Western set in outer space. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what. I thought. And you know, he's he's this he's a Native American lawman, but he's got you know these. Oh, I don't yeah. want to say magical powers, but it's you know he, he had like the strength of the bear and eyes of the hawk. You know he he had all these abilities, yep. Yep. and they really played into the whole Native American theme. Mm. But he had just a cool sidekick in thirty thirty. Now you're going to have to explain that. Okay, thirty thirty is okay if if he man has Battle Cat. Wait a minute, thirty thirty is is an ESPN show, right? That's thirty four thirty. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Right. No thirty thirty. Oh, no, so you bad. know, like you know, lever action rifle. Oh, um, oh, because you know, that oh, was the hell. cowboy. Okay. Yeah. You know. Damn. All right. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that sound. Okay. <laughs> he won't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I control the sounds. I am the sound man. <laughs> oh, gosh, there's you on Tim Rucker. <laughs> I am the sound man. But thirty thirty <laughs> was uh, his partner. Deputy, and but he was a horse, but he could kind of transform into like a humanoid horse, you know. Okay, okay. And so, like, you know, if he needed to ride into battle, there's a lot of like Cybertronics in this. Yeah, there is. Cyborgs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of that. But uh, think of you know, like Chewbacca for Han. Mm -hmm. You know, thirty thirty is the muscle, but he's kind of got like that iron hide feel from Transformers. Yeah, okay. okay. You know, just he's battle tested and just you know, you know, it's like Conan says, you know, enough talk. You know, he's he's ready. He's (laughs) like, let's let's go. You know, where Brave Star would be like more the thinking man, and you know, violence is going to be your, you know. Your last recourse, thirty thirty is like, let's go in, guns blazing, baby. Right. <laughs> and he was just cool because you know he's a giant like horse robot. <laughs> but <laughs> now, but now in this license, it's it, he really is a sidekick to Brave Star. He right? he, he it's, it's is not like some Brave Star is the main character, he is, in, but and he is the the leader. He yeah, really is he, he's kind of you know he's got help, but you know thirty thirty really is the traditional right, sidekick. Right, right. Uh, but it, it was just it was just it, Google like get on YouTube or something and, and look up the uh, the Brave Star intro. Yeah, it's just really cool. I mean, it's just so it's, what, what's the what was the evil counterpart? I can't even remember his name. It was it, was, <laughs> it must not uh, have been that. Well, it was you know it, they were bandits and gosh, Chad's gonna have to look I, this I'm, up. I'm googling. He's gaggling now. Brave, I started to write Brave Heart because it's my favorite movie, pretty much. No, we don't. You know, freedom. freedom. That's the British is your your enemy freedom. there. 
Yes, uh, yes, yes. But they were they were space pirates because uh, it was on the planet New Texas, and they were they were mining ore. <laughs> of course, you like this show. Obviously, yeah, I, I mean, mean it was it's, filmation made it, so it, it's oh, right yeah, in there yeah, in the vein yeah. of of He Man. You know, it's it's a a sister show. Villains stampede. He was the chief antagonist. He he was like the purple guy with like the big handlebar yep, mustache. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> He wrote like a robot. It was skeletical, skeletical, skeleton, <laughs> bronchosaurus, and apparently the last of his kind. There you go. All right. All I right. mean, there was there was some Tex Hex. Yes, <laughs> there's some good names, man. Outlaw Scuzz, Cactus Head. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Saturday morning cartoons featuring Cactus Head. <laughs> I mean, no, I dig it, dude. No, I, I dig it because those characters were they. I mean, you could read their names and almost tell. What well, they I mean, were it was kind. Of, well, I mean, like I said, filmmation like made it. You know, yeah. you know, Beast Man. Yep. You know, Merman. Yep. Pretty pretty you know, simple. It's, it's yeah. kind of. Uh, but that that was one of those ones. But he's got it, it had a great intro. So yeah. get it, get on YouTube and look that up. So what about Joe's man? <laughs> You're a big Joe guy. I was a big Joe guy. You still are a big Joe guy. Well, you know because now those were uh, because it's such a, a big lot. team. There, they're kind of yeah. There's no you know, real there's a lot of, You know they would put stuff together. I mean, let's have, think about this. We talked about this a minute ago. So we come to the on Cobra, Cobra Commander and Destro. Right. Destro is the leader. Destro is the actual guy. He makes the guns. Think, well, and he, think about it. Yeah, it because uh, Cobra Commander is is like Skeletor. Ha ha. Right. Uh, <laughs> you have to know that joke. Yeah. People. But it's like you know he's he's nuts, and he's the mouth. Right. Well, he the, makes horrible decisions, the, and the only way they do anything successfully at all the is because of well, the Baroness. The but, <laughs> but the technical. Stuff that Destro provides. Mars industry. Uh, uh, the this is where the the comics and the cartoon differ. Oh, you know, there's there's a lot of difference in that because Cobra Cam- Commander makes a little more sense in the yeah, in the well, comics, um, especially when you get like the GI Joe movie. And well, we're talking about, about Cobra Law. Yeah, we're talking about cartoons though. Uh, but Cobra Commander, uh, basically, he's paying Destro. That's the only reason Destro listens to him. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, but. Destro is in charge, and you have him and the Baroness. Yep. You know, that whole thing. And and you would, I would argue that Cobra Commander is the sidekick. I would agree. Uh, yeah. Dr. Mindbender is a sidekick. Yep. You know, because yep. he, <laughs> oh, he could make this, yeah, you know, and everybody's like, all right, yeah, whatever, man, do yeah. your thing. You know, and it, but what about the Joes? Because you got... The only one that really... I mean, who's really running the show over there? Duke or... It's actually Hawk. Hawk, but, yeah. You know, that's that's one of those things where it's like right. Duke's a sergeant, you know, like he's calling the shots and like but there's people that are like lieutenants and captains and and, and it's like, wait right. a minute, why is Duke giving you orders? Because he's the do only we, one that knows what he's doing. Do we not know the chain of command here in the military? Apparently right. not and Joe. But <laughs> one one grouping that comes to mind, and it's it's obvious, was Alpine and Bazooka. Okay, yeah. And they were basically a buddy cop movie. Yep, yep. One, yep. Alpine's the straight guy, and Bazooka is the comic relief. <laughs> but yep. they're, they're de- Bazooka's definitely psychic, you know. Yep. And it's one of those, uh, It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of Abbott and Costello. Mm-hmm, yep. That you'd think that Alpine could not stand Bazooka, but he really, you know, like, cared about this guy. And right. was like, you know, that was his buddy. Right. And he was going to watch his back and take care of him no matter what. And, yeah. and Bazooka was the same way. But it was always funny because they would get into something all the time. Um, I mean, technically, Snake Eyes has Timber and Shipwreck has Polly. Well, okay, so you could so call you, those. They were uh, um, oh, animal gosh. companions, familiars. I'm sitting there looking at the guy with the dog. What is that? It's it, oh, uh, long, can, or, uh, uh, canine and mutt, or no? It was um, I. I'm a crap. You screwed nerd. me up. I'm now. a horrible nerd right now. Uh, but anyway, that's the same kind of you know, same kind of deal. The animal sidekicks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The animal sidekicks are, are pretty well. That because at least on the Joe side, a whole lot of them were, you know, co, co. Well, I mean, you, you could I mean? you They're, could say like Duke and Scarlet because they had the love interest, but it's like hmm. it, it depended on the episode because Scarlet was really sharp. I mean, she was super smart. Yep. 
Uh, and you could, I would argue, Flint and Lady J. Yeah, but it's okay, it's right. the same thing. It's like it depends on the episode. That's true. That's true. Um, because there's times Lady J's kind of, you know, tagging along, and then there's times it seems like Flint's tagging along. Yep, that's true. So, the, but that makes a that that's a more cohesive team. Oh, absolutely. Because they're, you know, well, everybody's kind of equal. Yeah, I mean, I know they've got different ranks and stuff, and you know, they're supposed to be a chain of command, but depending on how the story is written, yeah, uh, you know, you could argue that this one's a sidekick on this episode, and then the next. The next week, there, mm-hmm. another one, you know. So, but that that one's a little bit harder. I mean, well, yeah, uh, at least on the good guy side, for sure. Well, I mean, because I mean, like, on still going back to the Cobra side, you know, you throw like Storm Shadow in there, yeah, you know, uh, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes were loners. Well, because they were ninjas. S- Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes. Um, I would I would argue more so than Storm Shadow because Storm Shadow was always with like the Baroness or and Storm Shadow Cobra Commander right? yeah yeah whereas Snake Eyes had took a vow of silence oh, I love the way Storm Shadow talked about the it. vow of silence you know, he, he would, uh, <laughs> the silent issue that was like I would, I don't have thirty it'd be nice uh, but I, I think I'm back up to like four something yeah, like that okay, now. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was the one. And then, you know, going into a little bit older, you know, these were 70s cartoons, but I think they may have had some in the 80s. You got Batman and Robin. And is that is that the pinnacle of sidekick? Robin is the sidekick in that. I mean, but, I, I mean, mean, is that like the every, gold standard it, th- of what I, a sidekick should be? Yeah, I think so. In every iteration of Batman and Robin, Robin's the sidekick. I really, you know, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, now, when you I have mean, the Bat family, and you know, you throw Batgirl and like fifteen different yeah, Robins, I mean, and Batman's running the show. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is, is he seems to be training. He's always training ninja assassin children. Well, he's always training. Yeah, it's true. A sidekick to go on and do their their thing somewhere else. But but he always wants you to be with him in brightly colored costumes while he is in blacks he and grays. Stupid. <laughs> He's not stupid. <laughs> Easier to replace a Robin <laughs> than a Batman. That's right. That's right. You know how do you how do you how do you and your buddy survive a bear attack? You kick him in the knee and run. It's like I don't you know? have to be faster than the bear. <laughs> just I just got to be faster than you. Than you. <laughs> well, you're talking about eighties cartoons with superpowers. Oh yeah. You know another one of my favorite ones, and I think it it is depicted in the cartoon a lot that on the Justice League that Batman is leading. Oh yeah, every Superman Inte- intellectually. Superman really is, is the leader, but everybody knows but the de facto the, leader is yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah, Superman's the leader. Woo, right? Well, it's funny because uh, in the but uh, he ain't, he ain't actually in the uh, the Justice League cartoons that came out like in the two thousands. Yeah, um, when they uh, Batman they first start the Justice League and they go to the space station, right? And uh, they're like, how did you, like, pull this off? And he goes, it's a line item in the R&D budget. <laughs> you got a whole flipping space station. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, like, it's Bruce. <laughs> you, you just don't hide that. But uh, when they when they built the watchtower, he was basically, oh, it's a line item in the R&D budget. <laughs> just kind of. But on the evil side. Oh, gosh. Dark side's running the show. Well, well, now on Apocalypse, yes, yeah, yeah, on Apocalypse, no one challenges Dark Side. That's true. That's true. I mean, and you, you know, but the interesting thing about the about you know, like Penguin and the Joker is that they're they're kind of they kind of combat each other on who's going to run the freaking show, right? Well, Lex Luthor is like the yeah. leader and you guys are my sidekicks and they're all like, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're just going to do whatever we want to do. Woo. You and know, then he gets beaten and they all show up the, the, yeah, the whole yeah. doom. Yeah, so it's it's kind of crazy. That that was very chaotic, which... Well, I think, I, mean, I, think I think the Superpowers cartoon was basically we have all these characters and we have to have all of them in the shows because we're selling toys. I still like the show. Oh, well, I it's, kid. and I love the toys. I still have a collection right over here that that I that I'm, I'm very happy with. Um, not all of them, but I don't have all of them. But, but you could argue that Superman is Batman's sidekick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Superman is Batman's sidekick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wait, Superman or uh, Batman has two. You know, Batman's Superman cool. and and uh, Robin. <laughs> you know, Robin with his karate chop. Right, chop. You know he does. That's what he does. That's, that's that what the, the finger does. Figure, yeah. He just uh, he just does a chop. You know. 
That's what he's got. But you know, but we're talking about cartoons, though. Because but well, that was wanted, that was. A if you wanted to, I mean, if you were to expand on that, I mean, I don't know. Damian Wayne <laughs> was crazy, so we don't we don't go to. Well, that. I mean, you want to go if you want to stay in the superpower uh, vein. That cartoon, um, like Firestar or Firestorm. Start to say Firestar, yeah. Firestorm, uh-huh. because uh, you know it's two people that make that make one. It's like. Okay, the professor is kind of like inside, you know, yep. the brains of the operation, and he's the body. But it's like, okay, who's the sidekick in now? <laughs> right. It's right. like, yeah, well, I control the mind, well, I control the body. You know, and it's like, yep. So that that's one. I mean, those are like some of my favorite cartoons from the eighties. Is is those that we mentioned? Of course, I didn't have. I'm gonna have to go back and look at Brave Star because I don't know anything about it. Well, let's uh, let's go with one that you should know something about. Okay, Thundercats. Thundercats. And, okay, let me let me say this. I've said this before. My knowledge of Thundercats is not very, very high because I was a Motu kid. And Motu and Thundercats, to me, seemed like opposing teams. And I chose Motu. <laughs> so, I, you I couldn't don't just, know. You just couldn't have one big open sandbox and let everybody play and get along. You know, you know, I'm a jerk. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't know how to. Say. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I did watch it. I did watch it, and I do know some of the characters. And I had a few of of the toys, but little things mainly. Um, I just was really focused on other things. <laughs> you know, He Man and Joe and and things like that. So, but I mean. Lino is the leader. Or Lino just the man? I mean, well, he he was the the leader, but you've got an adult, you've got a child in an adult's body, is basically right. because he yep. he aged in the in the in the time pod or in yep. the suspension pod. Yes, so his mind was still like you know he's like twelve okay. yeah. and and his body and he's like oh great he's got the body of a twenty five year old that's yep. that's great yeah it's gonna be great yeah but you know I mean talking about people calling the shots you know Tiger was really kind of you know the older, wiser, you know, and he kind of looked to him as like the father figure, you know, uh, Chitar was the mother figure and, right. you know, Panthro was just bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was cool. Hey, he was a purple guy, right? The, he was the, the Panther. muscular guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cause anytime you heard Panthro's theme music, yeah. cause they all had their own theme it was music. Coming. It's like, Oh, he somebody's bringing the pain. <laughs> bringing the pain. So, uh, uh but, uh, now what is it? Mumra? Mumra. Yeah. Mumra, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you know you had him, and then you had the mutants, and the mutants were originally the the main threat, right? And then they crashed on on Third Earth, and then Mumra comes in the mix, and the mutants were very much subservient to to Mumra. Uh, he had a lot of his own, like, yeah, I'll I'll do it myself, and then yeah. you know there was plans where he would bring them in, and they would do their own thing sometimes. Because Slythe was the leader of the mutants, and there was no real question, you know. Uh, although I really like the the design of Monkey and Monkey Man, Monkey you know, Man, he's yes. just this big yes. gorilla looking guy. Yes, you know, you're just, absolutely right. Yes, um, Jackal Man was cool, but he was so whiny. He was kind of like that. Uh, he he kind of reminded me of Snarf, just that high pitch whiny. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's horrible. And and I know like Snarf was he was like Orko. Yes, you know he was he was kind of the comic relief and there for the kids. I hated that character. Yeah. Gosh, I hated Snarf. Can he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut lead. up, man. Let me do this. We know it's going to go badly. That's the whole plot device. Let's go. Yep. Uh, we just got tired of hearing about it. Um, but you know, visually, you know, it one of the greatest intros. Yes. In, in oh, cartoons. yeah. I mean, just visually, it's it just, is great. Yeah, it really. You is get great. the whole story yep. of what is going on in that minute and a half, two minute intro, whatever it is. Now, like the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, they're pretty well equal. I mean, I think like, Hank, Hank is it, the leader. Hank is supposed to be the leader, but in you know, in traditional D anD D, he's the closest to a fighter, really, other than Bobby. But Bobby's, Bobby's a barbarian. Little, well, Bobby's a kid, and barbarians aren't necessarily leaders. Well, Eric is a cavalier, which is closer to that's true. It's like closer paladin. to a paladin, yeah. Uh, but because Eric is egotistical and whiny and, yes. and everything that is not a paladin, you know, mm-hmm. the ranger He's cavalier. Yeah. You know, becomes the de facto leader of the group. That's true. That's true. Uh, but it, it's one of those things that, you know, um, but the dungeon master is not calling the shots. 
He's just helping a little bit here and there. I, you know, he, he's he's support. He's support. I'm going to get you into trouble, you know, so you can figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to show up just to keep you alive, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then Venger, you know, Venger's running everything. Well, Venger's running everything. But he, you got to admit, though, that the uh, – uh, oh, what what was his, his psychic? I'm trying to remember his name. Venger's? Yeah. Shadow Demon. Yeah. Um. Shadow Demon was just a because he was he was kind of plotting against Avenger. Mm-hmm. He just was nowhere on par to be able no. to do anything about those. You know, those plans were pipe dreams. I just you know, Avenger should have fixed his other horn. That's all I know. I think it was. I think it was a look. I don't. I don't know if it was so much. Um, Not I think, real horn. I, I, I think it was by design. I think it, it was. You it had know, like a Lady Gaga thing going on. Yeah, yeah I think it, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I just think it was. But you know, <laughs> it'll strike fear if I've only got yeah. one horn. You know, um, no, that's, I mean, those are like the big, the big, you know, 80s cartoons that I think had a a leader sidekick kind of a thing. I mean. Well, you could argue that, um, like in Silverhawks, you could argue that uh, Quicksilver, because uh, he was the leader, um, because he did have Tally Hawk. Um. And I am drawing a blank. He's only the leader because he has in his name the name of the show. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I, and his sidekick has the other name of the show. See, bum bum bum. Mind blown. Brilliant. I don't know you. Because um, Stargazer was technically yeah, the leader, right, right. Um, but he he was old and crotchety, and I think that's why I like him. Yeah. It's more like you, yeah. Well, that and the fact that my buddy Josh Wooten wants me to cosplay him so bad because he was. We've talked about doing uh, <laughs> uh, Silverhawks for years. That's pretty. And cool. he wants me to be I've, Stargazer. I've literally, I've literally never seen a, a, a Silverhawk cosplay. God, <laughs> I, I've seen a couple of bad ones. Yeah, I hate to say bad because I mean I want to be a there's some bad cosplay ones, snob, there's but I'm like, uh, dude, you know, but um. He wants me to do Stargazer. That'd be cool. Just, I, I don't know if it's because I have a bald head or because I'm crotchety or both. A little bit of both. You know, I want to get into something before we uh, before we sign off. You know, and it's beware. I want to talk just a tad about the Mandalorian. Okay, you have been warned, folks. You've been warned, folks. Okay. Which, full disclosure, I have not seen. The newest one? This week's episode. Okay. I don't want to get into any detail, just generalities. Okay, generalities. Um, Bo-Katan is badass. I mean, she's great. <laughs> she's Agreed. Phenomenal. And the way that they've taken, um, in this season, really and expanded on uh, the history on her of story. Mandalore and her story, which is vitally important, really, to Mandalore. Of course it is, right? And they've talked about it a lot more, and you see more of her development. And the way they've taken, and of course, Katie Sackhoff voiced the character, too, in the cartoons, and the way they have, have morphed it just seamlessly into live action is just brilliant. And and I think that's just, that's fantastic. And, and her character is one of my favorite parts of this new season. Um letting Grogu do more things that is cool. Well, see, this is... Chucking the thing from the time machine is what it looks like. Yeah. You know? It's a Maybe, Morlock. Yeah, it's a Morlock. Chucking that Morlock out of the cave was bad to the bone. Uh, our buddy, Perfect Pat Peebly, uh, he had posted... I, if I'm getting this correct now, it's the second, when the second episode happens where uh, Mando gets captured by the robot monster Yoda. eyeball thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, if if Disney does not make a Baby Yoda ride, <laughs> the oh, he does yeah. the, he's going yeah. through the thing in his little flying but he's bassinet. Like, but he's like a lot better now. Well, see, this is this is the thing that a lot of people don't get. They think, okay, uh, all this is happening like in a week's time. Like when, when Grogu goes to train with Luke... He's there for like two years, according to John Favreau. Yeah, you know it's not like he was gone. A, you know he didn't go spend the weekend with him. Like, nah, I'm not really digging yeah. this. He was there for a while. Yeah, and that's I think people don't realize the passage of time in the show because if you look from you know the 
the planet, and I'm drawing a blank on it now, where Carl Weathers is kind of hiding out. Yeah, yeah. From what that planet was to what it is now in this season. Right. You can see the passage of time. Absolutely. You're absolutely right, where he has really fixed that planet. They, they've, they've really, because he, he even says, he goes, you know, like, we're, like, something, it's something about how they're becoming, like, a, a trade hub, yep. like, the largest yep. independent yep. trade hub on the outer rim or What's something. What's the interesting thing about Carl Weathers is if I, read the credits correctly at the end of this week's episode is this the he one that directed he directs it. okay i knew and he directed at least one the, the one before this one you've seen that really deals with the scientist uh, on, and i like that episode because i like it, andor it, right well it was well, storytelling you yes. had to you had to have that to make so this you, part connect right to this so part, if you I think that. that one was a little bit slow this one is the complete opposite i mean it is on fire from the get-go and it is fantastic. I love this week's episode. It's really, yeah, really I just good. Have, usually, I, usually I have to watch them on like Thursday nights. Yeah, I just was able to watch it last um, night with Abby. But but it's it's really good. I think they're doing a great, great job with it. I think there's lots. I know of, there's people that have got criticisms of it, but I, I really think that it feels like well, Star Wars. There, yeah, I do too. And I think there's a lot of foreshadowing. Uh, leading to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Well, Dave Filoni has done mental gymnastics to yeah. make things work from animated stuff to helping do this to where it, it... If you've read the books, dang you, Disney. <laughs> you know where he's going. Yeah. You know, but The Mandalorian, I think, was a good way to bridge that if you're not going to use the books as written... Right. Well, the the new stuff, um, um, the new Thrawn things are mm-hmm. really, really good. Now, it doesn't take place after the Battle of Endor, um, which um, Heir of the Empire does. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, this takes place during really the height of of the uh, of the Empire, and where Thrawn is out in the Outer Rim doing um, pretty much anti piracy stuff. Um, but then the prequel books that I'm in right now of Thrawn is when he is still with the Chiss Ascendancy and stuff. But but anyway, there's a lot to go, a lot they can do there, and I think they're really building on that and, and incorporating those cartoons into it. And the Bad Batch itself is doing a lot of that too, and I know you don't haven't watched it, but you really should because it's a really good well, show. Well, I know there's certain, there's certain or- somebody had put online like an order of how to watch things. Well, I mean, you could watch both seasons of The Bad Batch. And- well, no, I mean, it, chronologically, like how the timeline works oh, out, like how oh, things, like, oh, yeah, you have yeah. to watch this one here and this one here, and this is going on at this time. And, you yeah, know, you can't- I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you, you know, you can keep up with that stuff, but but Mando, I think, is, is really good. I uh, I have a theory about the whole thing, and, and, oh, I've, and I've seen it other places too, but, but I, I believe this. I believe the show... The Mandalorian is not talking about Din Djarin. It is talking about Grogu. I believe that Grogu will be... Well, he, he's going to he's gonna he be the leader lead of Mandalore. Mandalore. Yeah. He will. Because uh, he... And they even... The foreshadowing, like... Because Bo-Katan said, you know, uh, you know, I've known a lot of Jedis. Which you go back to the, yep, the animated yep, stuff, you, yep. you find that out. Uh, you know, she's like, you know, we, we were friends. We fought together. You know, and it's, it's that bringing... It's kind of like the the whole bringing balance to the force, mm-hmm. because you could argue that that Anakin Skywalker brought balance to the force. If you think that, yeah, if nobody, you know, if if everything is the same, then it's all lopsided. You know, it, well, it's, if, it's if, all light side. Then it's all light side, and technically, that is. I mean, I know the good guys are the good guys, but you see what happens with the bureaucracy Dude, and all the Yoda screwed up the Jedi Order. He he became too... That's why you have term limits. Yeah. He became too... Became too jaded. Rigid in his own change. dogma. Is yeah, how wouldn't the, change. Yeah, wouldn't change. Uh, but and, you're right. I hadn't ever thought about that. Anakin Turn of the Dark Side did bring balance. Because he wiped out, you know, and it, it reset. Yep. You know, and then Luke brought him back and, you know, uh, the whole redemption story. But I, and I've read stuff and... and you know, you kind of watch, you know, like, well, this is kind of what I'm thinking. You start looking and people are thinking the same thing. Uh, but one of the funniest things I saw was this guy had the had this big, huge, um, 
Mythosaur mm-hmm. skull mm-hmm. on his wall. And he's like, you know, Grogu's going to be the next leader of Mandalorda. And he had it lit from below. Mm-hmm. And when you looked up above it. It looked like Grogu's it, head. It, yeah, it, it I, like saw Grogu's head. I saw that. Yeah, And yeah. I was like, okay, they're good, but that's that. That's pretty good. You know, yeah. but, um, you know, it, it's one of those things. Like I said it before. You know, it, it feels like Star Wars. Um, the book of Boba Fett was a bit of a letdown. It's a crossover show. It's uh, it was basically like Mando two point five. Yeah. Um, because you took a an established character that was really just it's a crossroads show. I, I've said that along. It's a crossroads show where they can. We've got Mandalorian. You've got uh, Ahsoka. Then you've got the original trilogy, and everything's folded together in there in a crossroads. That I knew way, I should have took that left turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, right. Um, that way they can spin off and go in different directions and c- include all those characters because they've already met. Well, it's not so much that they've already met. They know they can make money off of them. Well, I mean, yeah, there's... there's there is money involved. You like how I sit you up for yeah, that? I know you did. <laughs> He's adding these buttons over here. He, he loves the buttons. <laughs> the buttons. But so. anyway, no, I mean, you know what? That, that's a good discussion, man. I think that's a good discussion. And and uh, and I like that you got us thinking about the, uh, the cartoon sidekicks and how some of them aren't really sidekicks. Vice versa, you know. Heroes can be sidekicks. You know, like you're my sidekick. Stupid <laughs> poll on Instagram. Long time ago, we're not going to revisit it. It's already been decided. So, electoral votes have been counted. <laughs> oh, the look. The look he's giving me. We got to get out of here before he kills me. <laughs> so, listen. Redneck West 2024. <laughs> Till next time. This is the irritant of Redneck West, <laughs> the old Paul Man chat. Yeehaw. Hey, man, do I need to do a sidekick yeehaw? Sidekick, yeehaw! sample of Lielis's God Blood. He came up for Rogot's belly. He parried, elbowed Garagot in the teeth, and slammed him into a tree. Through the tree, and out the other side, and into the dirt. Splinters fell all around, and the severed tree came falling, crushing a giant mushroom to the earth. Garagot kicked Rogot, and he went soaring, flipped backwards and crashed down twenty paces away. The Mushroom King was up and after him. Rogot grabbed his axe, pulling up a handful of leaves with it, and leapt to his feet. Their weapons collided, and they were at it again, snarling, hacking, shoving and punching, god-blood thumping in their veins. Garagot thrusted the flat side of his blade hard against Rogot's axe, pressed him back, then shoved a crust-covered finger deep into Rogot's ear.